Hello everybody and welcome to my show. You should already know by now who I am, but if you don't, then well, you're lost. <laughs> no, I'm kidding guys. My name is Isaac, bringing to you the third episode of MNTV. There is so much to discuss today, so much that I want to get into, and I will in just a bit. Last week, we lost a legend, an icon. This man has shaped an entire universe that separated into different comic books. Whether if you were web slinging through the streets of New York with Spider-Man or fighting Magneto along with the X-Men, Stanley has always made us feel a part of the adventure. So I send out my condolences to his family, friends, and the entire Marvel Universe. Rest in peace, Stan. You may not be here physically, but you are alive through your comics, movies, cartoons, and games. Now, for the first topic that I want to get into is Bill Maher disrespecting Stan Lee. Now, this was brought to my attention on Twitter. I read it through comicbook.com. If you haven't uh, subscribed or signed up to comicbook.com, do so. And it made me upset. For Bill Maher to sit there and judge us because we're adults and we still read comics and we still go out there and we watch the movies, we support it. He sits there and he judges us, saying that we're dumb for doing so. And that, you know, we shouldn't be mourning a man that all he did was just make comics. Let me tell you something. If it wasn't for these comics, we wouldn't have gotten cartoons that we did, especially myself. I was born in the 80s. Grew up in the 90s. If it wasn't for comic books, there would be nobody creative, creative enough to bring us, you know, more comics, more, you know, cartoons that we watched back, you know, back in the days. You know, for example, we wouldn't have gotten Transformers. We wouldn't have gotten cartoons like G.I. Joe. If it wasn't for comic books, we wouldn't have gotten Dragon Ball or a lot of the animes that we watch, a lot of the American cartoons that we watch. We wouldn't have gotten those. Comic books, because reading those, built such creativity within us that that's all we ever wanted to do. Whether you wanted to write, work for DC or Marvel and write comics, or whether you wanted to work for the newspaper and write comic strips, if it wasn't for those comic books, we wouldn't have such got we wouldn't have gotten such creativity. So Bill Maher, I respect you and I agree with agree a lot with you based on politics. But don't sit there and act like you know us because you don't. And I'm gonna let that be. And I'm gonna continue with my show. So I recently just watched the new trailer of Dumbo. Now, mind you, I was skeptic with these, you know, DC, DC, um, Disney films coming out into live action. You know, I was really skeptical about it. But seeing, you know, Beauty and the Beast with my girlfriend, watching um, the Jungle Book, the live action one. Like now, I don't feel so skeptic about it anymore. And then watching the Dumbo film, 
it's different, but it still keeps like certain scenes that we've seen in the cartoon of Dumbo years ago. Instead of having a mouse, it's different because instead of having a mouse, you know, helping Dumbo try to find his mom and stuff like that, they got kids. And I think they're working with the ringmaster. I think the ringmaster represents the mouse in a way. Um, and the kids, I don't know if they also represent, you know, well, not the mouse, uh, Jiminy Cricket. Like, I think, right? Or I'm, 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 I think I'm getting um, my movies mixed up. I'm sorry, you got to bear with me. Um, no, I think it was. Uh, Dumbo, you know, trying to be reunited with with his mom, that was separated, which if you really think about it, kind of deals with a lot today, you know, real life, where, you know, kids are being separated from their parents, and, you know, parents are trying to find a way to get back to their kids, because, let's face it, kids can't really fight to get back to, to their parents, but the parents... Sorry, kids, so they will fight to get back to the kids. Anyway, I, I kind of like just drifted off to the topic. So as kids really helping Dumbo and to help him be reunited with his mom. So that's like the difference of the film. But it, it, it keeps, like the film keeps like certain scenes in there that we've, you know, we've seen on, on the cartoon, like where... Dumbo finds his mom on the train and you see the, the trunks hug each other. Or oh, the face paint that Dumbo wore in the cartoon, you get to see that in the live action. Like, I've seen all of this on the trailer. So I was like, okay, like, they kept certain things from the cartoon, but it's, they changed it up a little because now it's dealing with real humans. Um, so I thought that's pretty cool. And it, it has engaged me into wanting to see the film, which drops in theaters on March 29th. So I will be looking forward to that. I'll probably even take my son. I'll take him to go to go see Dumbo. But I'll probably even have him watch the cartoon so when he sees the real life, you know, action flick of Dumbo, he'll get like a sense of what it's about. You know, and we'll see the difference of it. Now it's brought, like I, I've was also brought to my attention as well because I'm always on Twitter. I'm always on social media, so a lot of things pop up. And on Twitter, it popped up that Tom Cruise's uh, film of Jack Richard is going to be a reboot, and they're going to replace Tom Cruise with another actor for the film. Now, I already told you how I feel about reboots and remakes and stuff like that. I don't like them. I feel like they should just, you know, stop remaking films, stop rebooting films and just, you know, try to be creative and try to, you know, uh, make a film, you know, based on that creativity and not, you know, hey, you know, let's remake this, let's reboot this film, let's remake this film. Like, no, enough with that shit. Like, I'm tired of seeing remakes and I want... For once in my life, before I die, for Hollywood to be like, hey, let's just do a, a, a new movie that nobody's ever seen. Let's wow these people. They haven't done that in so long that it's, it's I don't know what's going on over there. 
but they really need to stop with these remakes and reboots and just focus on trying to be creative and come up with something new, something, you know, something to wow us. So I don't know who's going to replace uh, Tom Cruise in this film, but I will be keeping my eye out and paying attention to that and we'll bring it, I'll bring it to you on a future episode. And I'll go on from there and give more of my opinions on the film and, you know, what I think of it, especially when if the trailer comes out. Detective Pikachu is a film that's coming out, I think, either this year or next year. I think it's this year. It's not a Pokemon film. Okay, For those of you who are big Pokemon fans, it's not a Pokemon film. It, but they do involve you know, Pokemon characters like Pikachu and Charizard is in there. I'm kind of wondering if they're going to, like, introduce Mew and Mewtwo on there. Because that would be pretty interesting. Or even, you know, uh, Team Rocket with uh, the cat. I always forget the cat's name. But yeah, that would, that would be pretty interesting to see. I'm not a Pokemon person myself. But, however, I will... Give this a shot. I will check it out. I saw the trailer. It looks pretty good. I like the CGI of the Pokemons. Uh, it looks funny. They have Ryan Reynolds voicing Pikachu. And they do have an actor in there. I think he's like a cop in the movie. Because, I mean, that's really what the story is. It's just Pikachu wanting to be a cop. And he works with this guy who, I guess, who is a cop. So, um, but yeah, the, the guy that, um, the live actor that's going to be taking part in that film, I saw him on, the first time I saw him was on a show called The Get Down, which was a Netflix original, and the Netflix kind of hurt me when they canceled it after season two, but I'm, I don't hold grudges, but yeah, so they, they, he was on there, then he did, um, Jurassic World 2, and now he's doing this film, which I think he will be the main, like, he's going to be the main actor, so it will be focusing on him and Pikachu, which is good, because, you know, he, he's a good actor, and he deserves to have, you know, big breaks like this. His name is Justice Smith, so Justice, I've, I've been watching this kid since, you know, like that Netflix original, and he's a good actor. And I can't wait to see him do more films in the future. And hopefully, maybe we get to see him in an Avengers flick. Um, I mean, not an Avengers flick, but like a Marvel movie in general. I don't know about DC, because they tend to slack off with the, the team gathering, like, you know, Justice League and so on and so forth but you know i hope to see justice smith in other movies because he is a tremendous actor and i do like him yeah he's a good actor now on to the tv portion because uh, not only do i watch a lot of movies but i do watch a lot of tv and cw teased else worlds crossover if you don't know what else else worlds crossover is it's going to be a crossover between the flash and Arrow and the roles will be reversed. Whereas Oliver Queen will wake up as Barry, 
but he has a memory, but his mind and his memory is of Oliver Queen. And I'm assuming that Barry, what happened, the same thing would happen to, to Barry, where he's going to wake up as Oliver Queen, but his mind is set as, and his memory is set as Barry. So it's going to be reversed. Um, I think the guy, the actor, his name is John Wesley Ship. If I messed that up, I'm sorry. Don't beat me up. He will also be taking part in this crossover where he's going to be playing The Flash. Now, I can't tell you how much this excites me. Only for the simple fact that I watched The Flash when I was a kid in the 90s. And that was a good show. Uh, I forgot what season they canceled it on. But it was a good show. And I liked it. You know, because it was based on a superhero. And he did pretty good. Now, if you don't know him as The Flash, you may know him as uh, playing Mr. Dawson in Dawson's Creek. But yeah, he's going to be there and he's going to be revising that role once again where he's going to be in that suit one more time. And that's going to be amazing to me, which I can't wait for. Um, the, the It will start on December 9th, which I think is like in a, you know, two or three weeks. So I can't wait. I'm definitely excited. Um, I'm DC crossover. Uh, DC crossovers with these TV shows have been up to up to par. Oh, except for when they did the very first crossover, which they were crossing over. You know, Supergirl, The Legends of Tomorrow, um, The Flash, and Arrow. I felt that they messed that up where they were supposed they should have done it as to where you know you started off with Supergirl and then you work your way up with the other shows and they didn't do it like that but after that I guess they saw that hey you know we kind of messed this up we should have started it off with Supergirl and now they fixed it to where now it's going to be starting it off you know with like Supergirl and then it'll work its way the story will work its way through the other shows. Um, this crossover is only between two shows. I don't know if they are going to do a fourth show, like fourth show crossover. Because I heard that was also in the plan. If, it, if not this year, maybe next year. But there is a rumor where they might actually involve Black Lightning. Which would be pretty cool only for the simple fact. That they said that Black Lightning will not be in any of the crossovers, which I thought it was pretty stupid. Because if you're going to have the this show line up with the others, then it should be best that you do a crossover with Black Lightning. So if they do involve Black Lightning in these crossovers, which I hope that they do, hey, that's going to be the, the biggest, craziest crossover ever. That means it's going to be like five, like five episode crossover. And that will be crazy. And I hope that they do that because that's, that's what, that's, you know, it's Black Lightning. Why wouldn't you, he's a DC character. Why wouldn't you want him to take part in a DC crossover? Why? I, I mean, so I, sometimes I don't understand what these people think over there. Like, no, involve Black Lightning, get him 
to be part of these crossovers. Because I would love to see his face when he sees the Flash, when he sees Supergirl stuff, an alien from another unit, from another Earth, flying, you know, levitated and flying and heat vision. Like, I wanted to see his face, like, wow, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I want to see his face. So, if you're listening to me, please involve Black Lightning into the crossover because that will be so epic. Telling you that right now, you will not like make a mistake ever. You understand me? Ever make a mistake doing that. And now for the next topic that I've been wanting to talk about this for a while, uh, I've spoke to some friends. They said sick for one, but I've spoken to a couple of my friends. One doesn't really watch The Walking Dead anymore, and then the other one he watches is when he can. So I told him about this episode, and I told him that he needs to watch it because at the end of that episode, it was crazy. On The Walking Dead, not this past season, but the the last—I mean, not this past episode, but the last following, the last episode. There was a scene where Eugene and Rosalita, who were escaping the zombies, because there was like a horde of them, and they were escaping the zombies, and they found a ditch to where they um, slid down, they grabbed some dirt, like mud, they wiped it all themselves so the zombies won't, you know, notice them or smell them if zombies have a sense of smell. And you see from like a top angle, Eugene and Rosalita laying in that, that, that mud ditch and the zombies just keep walking straight down. I distinctly heard, and I, if I'm crazy, please let me know, but I distinctly heard a zombie talk because the voice was raspy and the zombie said, don't let them get away. And that was just crazy. I was like, what? A zombie actually talk? Listen, I haven't heard a zombie talk. I haven't heard a zombie talk since Dead Island. And Dead Island came out for the PlayStation 3. And they had, you know, talk. there was a talking zombie on there. And I'm like, wow, did a zombie actually talk on The Walking Dead? Because that's crazy. Then you have to start thinking, like, are they evolving? Is this like a new set of zombies that they didn't even know about? And they just now... Okay, listen. You have to realize this is like... This was a, a, a time... Uh, how do you say? A time skip or whatever. So like this is like six years into, I guess you could say, the future. And it's... it's you know, Judith's grown up, like I already said in, in the previous episode, she's grown up. She's take looks like she's like the head honcho there, even though Michonne still calls the shots. But you know, like a talking zombie. That that kind of makes you think a talking zombie in six years. You know, and in, in, in that time skip. And I know I'm not crazy because I, I, I'm telling you, I heard it. If you watch The Walking Dead and you've seen that episode, go back and watch that episode. 
and wait for that like towards the end when when Eugene and Rosalita are in that mud ditch and they you know wipe themselves down with mud to you know cover cover themselves up in mud listen to it carefully because I'm telling you that's what it sounded like it sounded like a zombie spoke which is crazy 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 and matter of fact let me know what you think Hit me up on my email at mntvpod at gmail.com. That's m-a-n-d-t-v-pod at gmail.com. Hit me up on there. Let me know what you think. Do you think that there is a... Do you think that those six years, there are zombies involved and now they can talk? And now they could have minds for themselves, think for themselves. Like, let me know what you think. Because that I'm telling you, that would be crazy if they do it. It's a little change. It's like a change within the, you know, on the show, the story. It's different. And I think that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to make it different to where they could start captivating their audiences again. Because they've been losing viewers on The Walking Dead. And I guess this is their way to try to get back those same audiences that they lost. So, I don't know. Just going to have to keep watching and see what happens later on down the line. And one last thing that I want to talk about. Um, it's a, I guess it's a Christmas movie involving Deadpool. It's called... Once Upon a Deadpool. Trailer's already out. I'm going to check it out today. And... I don't know if it's going to be rated R. I don't know if it's going to be, you know, PG or PG-13. But watching Deadpool in a Christmas holiday spirit, I think will be pretty funny. Um, I can't wait to see how this uh, pans out. Which, by the way, they do have a Deadpool 2 coming out that will be set with a PG-13 um, rating. You know, somebody said, oh, like, why? And I think it's just because, you know, it's the kids. You know, the kids can't watch the rated R version. So they figure, hey, let's just make it, let's make it to where it's PG-13 so where the kids could actually watch the film. And be fan of Deadpool as well. But I, you know, if they do it like that, that would be good. Because you want to captivate not only to the younger audience, but you want to also captivate the older audience. And no older audience, such as myself, want to sit there and watch a PG-13 film based on a character that if you read the comics, is very viable. They did it with Wolverine, didn't do so well. That's why when they did you know, you know, they did Logan, which is supposed to be based on Old Man Logan. They decided to make it a rated R film. They decided to make it violence, you know, cursing, which was hearing Patrick Stewart curse was was good enough for me. Because I don't think I've ever heard that man curse in any film. And to hear him curse in this one was amazing to me. I could die a happy man. But anyway. Uh so you know now they want to do, you know, two 
two films to where you know one would captivate the older audience and one will captivate the younger audience which is smart because then you quadrupling your your revenue for these films so I give them props for that so I'm going to be checking out this Once Upon a Deadpool trailer, which is supposed to be, I guess, a Christmas film based on Deadpool. And I will be giving my my opinions on it next episode, which um, Once Upon a Deadpool will enter theaters on December 12th. So look at that. It's coming out next month, which... You know, <laughs> which is good because I'm tired of seeing Christmas Christmas films coming out on Thanksgiving. You know, like November when it's Thanksgiving. It should really need to try to focus. Like, if they're going to do holiday films, do it on the month that it's set. You know, if you're going to do Thanksgiving movie, do it on November. If you're going to do a Christmas movie, do it on December. And I love Christmas films. I do. I love my favorite Christmas film will always be a Christmas story. And I watch that movie religiously every Christmas. I think I'm going to start making that as a tradition to where I'm going to start watching, you know, a Christmas movie every year. But like once, because they be doing it, they be overdoing it on TV. Like you don't have enough Christmas movies to fill up the slots. You have to keep showing a Christmas story like every two, three hours. Like, no, you could, you have other Christmas films. Put that up there. You know, you have Home Alone 1. You have Home Alone 2. Don't... That's also one of my favorite uh, Christmas films. And it's hilarious. So you could put that up there. You could put mix that up with a Christmas story. You know, you have a lot of Christmas movies. So you don't always have to focus on a Christmas story. So with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, before I go, I want to thank you guys for listening on this. Um, you know, without you guys, I wouldn't be doing this at all. But I really do hope that it, it works out in the future. And I hope that you like what you hear and you will share it and spread it with friends and family. and Get them to listen and get them to subscribe on iTunes and download the podcast every week. Um, you can also listen to me on Spotify. Let me see. Um, yes, if you haven't, check out Amnesty International. They do great things. They're doing. Uh, they they are they are an organization that fights for human rights. They have many campaigns, such as you know women's rights. They have campaigns for gun violence. They have campaigns for you know the families that are being separated at the border. They have a lot of campaigns. Check them out at Amnesty International USA. Excuse me. Uh, AmnestyInternationalUSA.org or .com. It's one of those. Um, also, if you haven't downloaded the Pluto TV app, which I think you enjoy because they do have, you know, mixed uh, things in there, such as, like, you can watch the old cartoons like Heathcliff or um, you can watch an old movie movie of Popeye. You can see that on there. I, I, I have it. I tried it out. It's pretty dope. I do like it. 
and it makes me relive, relive, relive my childhood. Because when I saw Heathcliff, I, I, I literally just like, like, wow. Like, okay, he got Heathcliff up here. So it's amnestyusa.org. I guess they, they changed it. So it's amnestyusa.org. Check them out. Sign up. And if you get a call from them, you can make a small monthly donation as five, as little as $5. So you start off from 5 If you want to give more, you can. But as little as $5 a month, you can make, help these people continue to make a difference. Okay? So thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and many other podcasts that I will be doing in the future. I will be... Um, you know, have a happy Thanksgiving. That's right. Thanksgiving is this week. So have to have Thanksgiving. And I will be seeing you guys on the next episode. Peace.